Activia offers a range of yogurts which are a delicious way to look after your gut health. From the fruit range with carefully selected ingredients to no added sugar and 0% fat offering, as well as a cereals range, there's an Activia for everyone. Made with a unique blend of five ferments creating an irresistibly creamy texture, each pot of Activia is a source of calcium, making it the perfect addition to your daily routine. Activia helps support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of The Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry. Welcome to The Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry. Folks, this week I thought I would bring you something a little bit different. I'm going to take it back to my own expertise, my own experience, my own learning curve over the course of the last 20 years of personal training and uh, nearly 30,000 sessions at this stage. For today's episode, I wanna bring you 10 really simple ways to improve your running. Running has become more popular than ever before. The Dublin City Marathon selling out, who knew? Like it's become so trendy, it's so simple, it's so good for you. It's full of endorphins, the feel good hormones, it's great for stress, it's free. There's very little not to love um, and it's become so popular. So you know what, I thought this week, I would bring you an episode just with 10 really simple tips. Um, myself, my own background, I was a loose head prop. I played uh, the Keen Healy position when in school. I was a lot bigger than I am now. Running was the thing that got me back to health. I went to college um, in the first year, put on uh, some weight. I was quite unhealthy. And then running got me back to health, um, both in terms of a business and a career and also myself. And it's something I continue to do this day from 5Ks to 10Ks. Uh, I built up to marathons, and then I went doing some Ironmans for a couple of years, and then I went back to ultramarathons. Um, so I've learned lots, and the tips that I'll give you uh, will be very simple, but they really do work, and they're tips that I apply to this day. So let's get started. Here's my first tip. That is, uh, gait analysis is really, really important. So gait analysis is pretty simple. All it is is you go to a shop when you buy a runner. You no longer buy the runner because of the color of the runner. You buy it because how it fits your foot type and how your heel strikes the ground. To talk you through that, if you take your runner um, off, place it with a sole towards the ceiling, that sole should be evenly worn all the way through. If it's not evenly worn, so more than likely it's worn on the inside or worn on the outside, then you really do need to get gait analysis done because it should be evenly worn all the way across. Different runners will suit different foot types, whether you, whether you supinate or pronate with your foot, the store will give you the uh, the correct runner. So it's simple, it's free, it doesn't cost any money, it's part of the buying process now for shoes, for hill walking boots, and for runners as well. And just ask the shop assistant, uh, in terms of brands, most Elvery stores around the country do offer it. I think Lifestyle have begun to offer it, and Amphibian King are very much the experts in gait analysis. They were the first to bring it into Ireland several years ago. So have a look at some of those stores. Do get it done. It's simple, it's free, and it will really ensure that your joints, that your heels strike, your joints, your back, everything is striking as it should. Make sense? Okay, good. Second tip, something my all-time favorite. It is the simplest, most effective way to improve your running. And it's to run with someone who's fitter and faster than you. If you go out for a run with some friends and you're the fit one in the group, chances are you're rarely challenged to work harder, to run faster, to dig deeper in that session because you're leading the session. If you go out for a running session with a group who are much fitter than you are, you run quicker, you have a higher heart rate and you will adapt more from that session than you will from the other one. It's easy. Find someone who's fitter than you, train with them, run with them, 
and your competitive nature, the competitive spirit, will really help you to improve your running because you run faster. You have to, otherwise you get left behind. And I have several friends who I run with who are all much, much better runners than I was, and I am. When I was trying to break four hours for the marathon, my very first marathon was 4.37. I wanted to break four hours. It took me four hours to do it. Uh, my PB is 3.39. I ran with a good friend of mine called Neil O'Brien three days a week. Neil is a 3.15, possibly a little bit quicker now, marathon runner. And after every session I would do with him, I would be absolutely exhausted. But I would adapt really quickly, and my speed came up very, very fast. So simple tip, but it works, and it works really well. Tip number three. Get some hills into your training, as much hill work as possible. So when you're training, when you're running, when you're running on the flat or on decline, your body's doing some amount of work. But when you add hills into that session, your quads, your glutes, your calves, your core, every part of your body has to work harder. Um, they're brilliant for building strength, brilliant for building speed and stamina. And if you get really adventurous, start mountain running. If you want to improve your road running, get up into the mountains, get a set of trail running shoes, and just spend one run a week somewhere mountainous and mucky and tough and hard because your muscles will really thank you for it when you come back to running on the road. You'd be amazed at the uh, the improvements, and you'll improve so fast. Just get into the mountains, add some hills into your training, and you'll see a huge difference. Quilcha. .ie is the website to go to for a lot of the waymarked trails all around the country. Or the Collins Press have really good hill walking guides. I have them all um, for where to go and what to do and how hard they are and how long they take. But trust me, if you haven't trail run, trust me, if you, trust me, if you haven't done some trail running, get up into the mountains, especially on a really wet, mucky day. Uh, maybe it's a child in me, but it's one of my favourite runs to do. You come back to the car and you've taken half the mountain down with you in terms of muck, and it just it's so refreshing and so good for the body and so good for the legs that it makes a huge, huge difference. Okay, tip number four. Use races as much as you can and register for races. You pick out some key ones to aim for over the course of a year, be it a marathon or half marathon or 10K or 5K, whatever it is. Have your key race to aim for. But as part of your training block, use races as part of your training as well. For a similar reason to when you're running with someone who's faster than you, when you're running in a race, you'll always run faster. You'll always put more effort in in an event than you will on your own. It's especially true if you've had a tired um, couple of weeks or your body's a little bit tired or you're just struggling with motivation, a race is a really good way to get psyched. It's a great way to ensure that you have a really good session and get the most from it by getting races as part of your training. You get competitive, plus it's a lovely way to meet people. Something I enjoy to this day, that if I'm struggling in an event on my own, I look around to see, can I help people? Can I chat to people who are struggling as well? And before you know it, the time passes. You've struggled together, you've hurt together, and you get across the line uh, as well. So it's nice to kind of meet people and chat to people too. Tip number five, use tech and technology as much as you possibly can. Generally, GPS watches are the way to go. They'll give you lots of information on your runs. You'll get your speed, your distance, your heart rate um, on a basic level. Some of them do lots more things. And my tip there is don't buy the really, really, really expensive one if you're not going to use the really, really, really expensive functions on it. A simple uh, GPS watch will do all the things that you need. They're about 100 to 150 euro. Um, only use the more expensive ones if you're actually going to use those functions. But by using it, you're seeing your splits for your, your run. You're 
seeing your distances for your run, your gradient profiles, your heart rate profiles. There's lots of lovely feedback there that you can use. Also, most will upload to Strava, which is a really good website to use, an app to use, that will help you not only track your runs, but uh, you can invite people into your group, you can train against each other. It'll give you times for the routes that you run that people set. So it's a nice little competitive way, certainly for race around Ireland, um, the endurance bike race that we did last year, Strava was one of the key tools I used to stay motivated because I could see what my teammates were doing on similar routes to what I was doing, and it was very, very competitive. Okay, hope that makes sense so far. You're listening to The Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry. This is my 10 ways to improve your running uh, episode. Just really simple tips that will make a big difference to your running and to your health. I'll review the top five, and then I'll give you the second five. So first, get your gait analysis done. Secondly, run with someone who's faster than you. Third, add some hills into your training, especially some mountain running. Get up into the mountains and get mucky. It's fantastic for you. Four is uh, races and use events as things to aim for. And five is use technology. Just be careful not to buy the really expensive stuff that you're not going to use because we don't don't want you to waste your money. That wouldn't be good. Okay, five more tips to go. You'll love the next one. Rest. It's a surprising one. Will it improve your running? Absolutely. We don't rest enough. No question about it whatsoever. Rest is crucial. And by rest, I mean sleep, obviously. That's a really important one. But also just downtime, low-intensity movement that you would that, that is rest. It's walking around, moving around, standing a little bit more. They're all parts of rest. And it's really important to balance out your training. For example, with clients we have, even myself, if I'm training for a marathon, I'll generally build my program of four sessions a week of running because I know that fits into my diary and I get adequate rest as well. That's important. In terms of your sleep patterns, eight hours a night is the magic number, but it's quality. That's really, really important. If you listen to the podcast before, you will know that we are mad advocates of tech-free bedrooms on the Real Health Podcast. Every expert we've had in has talked about it. So taking all the technology out of your bedroom, no screen time, about 30 minutes before bed, and just sleep, getting a really good deep sleep, and keeping your sleep patterns consistent all the way through the week, not having a three or four hour lie-in at the weekend that disrupts your sleep patterns. That rest will be absolutely crucial for your running because when you rest you bounce back quicker and that's where your body does all its repair work is when you sleep tip number seven ties in with that it's recovery after your session so how do you recover after a run first key thing is when that run is finished i tend to cool down at the end so some really simple stretches two or three minutes helps me to recover quicker i tend to eat um generally there's two windows there's a 20 minute window where i will get some fruit and some milk into me or some flavored milk something like that and then a proper meal when I get home or after I've had my shower consisting of protein. So generally a fistful of protein and lots and lots and lots of colour. A little bit of carbohydrate on the plate as well. So by colour, I'm talking about coloured vegetables and then some carbohydrates, some brown pasta, some brown rice uh, or some potatoes on the plate as well. That meal is important for your recovery. That protein component is really crucial. That's what's really going to make the difference. So take your hand out, make a fist. That's the quantity of protein you should have with at least two meals in your day. If you're not getting it, you need to increase it. That's the repair food, that's what it does, it growth and repair. Chicken, turkey, meats, eggs, nuts, seeds, tofu, um, I probably left one or two out. Ham, obviously meats generally, are really good forms of protein and they're very important for the body. Do you need a supplement, like a recovery supplement? I'm not so sure, protein shakes are handy if you're traveling a long period of time but uh, flavoured milk or fruit and milk will do the very same thing and it's a far more natural version of the product. 
So that's crucial for your recovery. Obviously, some other simple tips. Compression gear can work really, really well. Cold therapy is fantastic if you like it. If you don't like it, you're not going to do it. So an ice bath, if you don't like it, is not going to work in the long term. Jumping in the sea, brilliant for the body, brilliant for recovery. Again, you have to like it. So cold is one thing, or Epsom salts work really well. An Epsom salt bath will make a big difference too. That'll really help also. Simple little tools for recovery make all the difference. Particularly after a long run, I'll put my feet up in the air uh, for 30, 40 minutes after the long run. That makes a big difference because it just helps my body to recover from that session. So simple things make big difference. That's the key thing to take from today's uh, episode. Okay, three tips to go. I hope they've all made sense so far. If they seem oversimplistic, well, they might be, but they do work. And these are tips that I found myself. Tip number eight, uh, your strength and conditioning. Often runners forget about this one. They think weights will slow them down, uh, will restrict them. No, not the case. If you listen to our episode with Dominic Manelli uh, earlier on in the series, you'll realize just how important strength and conditioning is. Your flexibility, your mobility, and your strength, the three components. And that's what you need to look at. It is important that you're stronger, that you're mobile, that you're flexible. All of those three things will make a big difference to how you run. Key thing there is obviously gym work will make a big difference. Do go to an expert, maybe have get your body assessed in terms of what you need, but get at least one strength and conditioning, flexibility, pillar of fitness, uh, and pillar of health session done over the course of the week. Looking at flexibility, mobility, and strength, you will absolutely thank me that you did. Okay, tip number nine. Let's make it fun. This is the nice one. This is all about gear and all about clothing. It makes a massive difference when you run what you run in. So first key thing is no cotton-based fabrics. Go for the the, the fit uh, dry fits, fit dries. All of those fabrics are built to take sweat away from the body and to keep you cool. So it's really important to use them. Um, for socks, uh, 1000 Mile Socks are probably the most famous running sock brand. They are epic. Couldn't recommend them highly enough. In terms of gear then, it's breathables and it's layers as well. So two or three lighter layers as opposed to one big heavy layer and a really good rain jacket for living in the climate that we live in is very important. Ideally, it's reflective. If you're running in the dark, you need to be seen. So have fun with the gear. I use gear as a reward. If I train really well for a couple of weeks, I'll go in and buy a new jacket or a new top or a pair of socks. It's a pat on the back for doing well and I use gear with that. There's nothing like running in a nice new pair of socks or a nice new top and, you know, it's good. So use that to keep you going. Use it to keep the enjoyment there because the more comfortable you are, the more you will enjoy it. And finally, tip number 10 is fun and enjoyment. Running is amazing if you love it. If you don't, it is the wrong sport for you. Surround yourself with people that you have fun with when you run a club or a network or even work, races, events. All the tips we've gone through will improve the enjoyment. But quintessentially, if you hate it, don't do it. Do something else. Fast walking will deliver similar benefits without the impact. A lot of people find it more enjoyable. But once it's fun, it's going to last. And as ever on the Real Health Podcast, anything we, we talk about, any guests we bring in, we want you to be healthy in the long term, not for the short term quick fix. And just to summarize, here are my top 10 tips. Gait analysis. Run with someone who's faster than you. Use hills in your training. Use races. Get some technology. Lots of rest. Recovery is important. Strength and conditioning. Gear. And above all, have fun. Folks, try these tips over the course of the next week with your running. I guarantee they will make a huge, huge difference. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Put them into action and reap the benefits. And we'll see you next week. Sláin. Leia Healthcare. 
It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.